Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask Ag Today with your host, Ryan Young. And good afternoon. Welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today, we do have an ag show today after yesterday's little fight with technology here's what we got going on two livestock groups welcome this week's agri recovery announcement from the provincial government the weekly cattle market update with the ministry of agriculture is back and a researcher at the university of saskatchewan is reminding farmers to use caution when handling a particular gopher poison the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour this is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Agri Director Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Reaction to the provincial government's announcement of financial support for livestock producers through Agra Recovery has been positive. The president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association, Garner Diebold, and CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Grant McClellan, both welcomed the announcement. Both Diebold and McClellan said they appreciate the timeliness of supports made available and expect a similar announcement from Ottawa. Diebold says the $80 per head being available to producers is a start. Uh, with the challenges that most producers are facing in the drought areas, uh, $80 doesn't go very far these days, you know, because of transportation costs and feed costs, and it just seems like, uh, you know, the, there's, uh, the overhead on everything is much higher with inflation and that, but uh, again, it's a, it's a good start, and, uh, you know, if we are fortunate enough to get it topped up by our, our uh, federal agri-recovery program, that definitely will help and bring us back up to where we were in, in 2021. He believes SAS crop insurance will be busy over the next few months. You know, there are regions in the province here that, you know, where they've had adequate rainfall, but the, the drought area has grown, you know, uh, quite substantially. And, and again, it's really put pressure on a lot of people here to, to try to gather up enough feed here. So I, I think SAS crop insurance is going to be very busy, you know, over the next uh, few weeks and, and probably through into uh, into early winter here, you know, just to uh, help out with uh, producers getting or accessing this, uh, this program funding. As for McClellan, he would like to see Ottawa pitch in enough to where producers could get $200 per head, the same amount offered two years ago. That's certainly our hope, and uh, we've been calling on this uh, level of support from the province. Uh, we've been calling on more support, frankly, but like I said, any help is, is welcome uh, in the face of this many years of drought now that our producers have been facing. Any help to support them source feed uh, and, like I said, keep their animals uh, over the winter and be able to sustain their operations is, is welcome news. 
McClellan says it's something producers have asked for during town hall meetings that the Cattlemen's Association hosted over the last month. This was something that we heard that they needed um, was support like what was received in 2021. Support to help them pay for feed is the number one issue that we kind of heard about in terms of what kind of support would be needed if there was an agri recovery payment. So this is hopefully uh, we'll get more details in another announcement from the federal government in short order, but uh, certainly I know producers are going to be looking at uh, how they can access this funding as soon as possible. That's Garner Diebold and Grant McClellan weighing in on the province's drought relief announcement from Monday. Back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. The weekly cattle market report, compiled by Canfax and utilized by the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, has been released. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats says Saskatchewan feeder steer and heifer prices are strong. Saskatchewan average feeder prices were available across all but the three to four hundred weight category for steers. Prices were at four twenty per hundred weight for the four to five hundred pound category and three oh seven twenty for the nine hundred plus weight category. The week over week increase was the largest in the eight to nine hundred pound steers, with prices improving twelve eighty eight per hundred weight to end the week averaging three sixteen thirty eight. The largest decline was in the six to seven 700-pound steers with an average decline of 729 per hundredweight to end the week averaging 343.88 per hundredweight. Average weekly prices for feeder heifers were reported in all weight categories this past week and prices ranged from 386.25 per hundredweight for the 3-400 pound category to 290 for the 800 plus pound category. The largest increase was in the 8 to 900 pound heifers, with prices improving 625 per hundredweight to end the week averaging 290. The minimal price decrease in one category was 83 cents per hundredweight, and that was the 7 to 800 pound heifers, which averaged 290.50 per hundredweight compared to the previous week. And what are some of the factors affecting the feeder markets? Well, feeder cattle marketings are on the seasonal increase, which is due to the drought as well. Prices are strong and there's good demand for feeder cattle. However, uh, we could see these prices lose some steam as larger volumes of cattle become available and there's uncertainty on uh, feed availability for some. And what were the marketings in Saskatchewan like? Uh, The volume of Saskatchewan feeder cattle sold at auction took a jump last week with Canfax reporting 7,607 heads sold over the week. And this is more than double the previous week when there was 2,917 head of cattle on the week ending August 11th. And prices for market-ready cattle? The Canfax price for Alberta-fed steers reported on August 18th was 232.73 per hundredweight, and this was down 191 compared to the last reported price of 234.64 on August 11th. And Alberta cow prices reported on August 18th were up compared to August 11th. The price of D2 slaughter cows increased on average 283 per hundredweight from the week prior to average 150.33. The price of D3 slaughter cows was up similar 
$3 over the prior week, ending the week at 134 per hundredweight. That's Fonda Froats, Provincial Cattle Specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, breaking down the cattle market report for the week ending August 18th. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Among the many revisions Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada made to its August Supply and Demand Report on Friday were reductions in pulse output for 2023-24. Most of Canada's pulses are grown on the prairies, and in particular southern Alberta and western Saskatchewan which happened to be the driest parts of the region, leading to declines in production this year along with reduced acres. In AAFC's latest outlook for principal field crops, dry pea production was down 200,000 metric tons at 2.7 million and a fair bit less than the 3.42 million harvested in 2022-23. Lentils were also lowered from 2.1 million metric tons in July to now 1.8 million. Dry bean production lost 20,000 metric tons at 300,000, going for more than the 313,000 metric tons combined in 2023 to less than that amount. The production of chickpeas was reduced by 25,000 metric tons at 170,000, but that's still better than the 128,000 in 2022-23. Russian drones struck Ukrainian grain facilities at the Danube River port of Ismail overnight in what a senior official said today was a systematic attempt by Moscow to prevent Kiev from exporting grain to the world. Deputy Prime Minister Oleksandr Kubrakov said the port's export capacity had been reduced by 15% and that 13,000 metric tons of grain had been destroyed. Grain facilities in the Odessa region on the Black Sea also came under fire in the eighth wave of attacks on Ukrainian port infrastructure since Russia quit a UN brokered deal last month that had allowed Kiev to ship its grain via the Black Sea. The Danube River has become Ukraine's main route for exporting grain since the collapse of the deal, which was meant to help tackle a global food crisis and Ismail is Ukraine's main inland port across the Danube from Romania. A backlog of vessels waiting to pass through the Panama Canal due to drought-related restrictions has eased in recent days after the Waterways Authority authorized more non-booked ships to pass and as others are choosing alternate routes to avoid the delays. The Panama Canal Authority last week opened two additional slots per day for vessels without booking to transit to help clear bottlenecks on both sides of the interoceanic corridor. It has, however, kept the total number of ships passing through per day to a maximum of 32 versus 36 per day in normal conditions. A historic drought has slowed shipping through one of the world's busiest waterways amid restrictions implemented in recent months, including reducing the draft of ships passing through and limiting crossings. As of Tuesday, 125 booked and non-booked vessels were waiting to pass, down from more than 160 ships two weeks ago. Another 40 vessels were approaching the waterway versus 50 two weeks ago.
Roark Capital, which owns restaurant chains Arby's and Buffalo Wild Wings, is nearing a deal to buy sandwich chain Subway for about $9.6 billion U.S. Reuters reported earlier this month that private equity firms TDR Capital and Sycamore Partners were in talks to team up in their pursuit to acquire Subway, which in February said it was exploring a possible sale of its business. Sources told Reuters then that Subway was targeting well over $9 billion U.S. in a deal and remains uncertain whether TDR and Sycamore can meet its price expectations. Another group led by Roark Capital was in the running. Private equity firm Roark primarily invests in the franchised consumer and business services sectors. It has invested in Inspire Brands, which is the owner of Arby's, Baskin Robbins, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Dunkin' Donuts, among others. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms early this afternoon, then a partly cloudy sky, high of 24, with the humidex 28 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers overnight with a risk of a thunderstorm and some fog developing overnight, a low of 10. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers early in the morning with a risk of a thunderstorm. The fog patches will start to burn out in the morning. Winds from the west at 20, gusting to 40 kilometers an hour in the morning, a high of 23, the low 9. Friday, sunshine, high of 23, the low 10. Saturday, partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers, high of 22. Saturday night, cloudy and a 60% chance of showers, the low 12. Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 24, low 10. Monday, sunshine, high of 29, a low of 12. And Tuesday, sunshine, 32 as the high. Normal highs for this period are at 24, normal lows 8. The sun rose at 5.59 this morning, and the sun will set at 8.02 tonight. Taking a look around the province in Estevan 26, Swift Current 24, Saskatoon 17, Weyburn 20 degrees, and Yorkton 18. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Val-Marie at 27.5, and the cool spot in Spiritwood at 15.8. In Regina, some mist, west wind at 6 kilometers an hour, humidity at 90%, temperature 20 degrees or 67 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.4 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy, Winds are calm and a, high, and a temperature of 22 degrees. Once again in Regina, mist, west wind at 6 kilometers an hour, temperature 20 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to SaskAg Today on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of SaskAg Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com and brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. 
Since April, farmers have been using new options to control gophers after Strychnine completed the three-year deregistration process in April. Dr. Vanessa Cowan is an assistant professor of toxicology at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. She says farmers need to use the same care in placing and storing the new products as they did with Strychnine. The active ingredient of the uh, replacement product is called zinc phosphide. Typically, the rodenticide will come in a 2% formulation, whether that be pellets or oats, um, some kind of treated bait. In terms of efficacy, a pilot study done by the government of Saskatchewan showed that zinc phosphide was just as efficacious as strychnine for killing Richardson ground squirrels or gophers and potentially a little less expensive. However, it is just as toxic to any other animal that would be ingested. One relative advantage of zinc phosphide, because a major reason for the phase out of strychnine was non-target species becoming poison. So whether that be wildlife or livestock or people's pets, zinc phosphide, because of the way that the bait works, the bait hits the stomach and the stomach acid causes a chemical reaction to release phosphine gas. And that's the toxic component of the rodenticide and what ultimately will kill the animal. That reaction doesn't happen after death, after a certain point. So animals that may come across a gopher that has been poisoned with zinc phosphide, they will not get secondary poisoning from chewing that animal or eating that animal. So that is a good thing about zinc phosphide. However, the concern is that if baits are not placed properly or if there is easy access to the baits, that animals still can get into the baits. And for example, horses who really like oats will ingest the bait, not be deterred by any sort of chemical in the bait and will become poisoned. What kind of symptoms does a a livestock animal or pet show if they accidentally ingest zinc phosphide? So it varies a little bit by species, but dogs, typically the first symptom you will see is very profuse vomiting, and it can appear, appear to be bloody vomiting as well. In contrast, horses are a species that cannot vomit, but they will become very sick relatively quickly as well. In both cases, animals can have neurological symptoms. So similar to strychnine, they can have seizures, but Unlike strychnine, seizures um, seizures with strychnine poisoning are kind of the predominant sign. However, with zinc phosphide, there's also respiratory irritation. So animals will have trouble breathing. They will have diarrhea, significant vomiting if you're a species that can vomit. And if animals survive that insult, uh, they can still die of liver failure from days later. And we cannot really predict if liver failure is going to happen. Is there any antidote if you catch this quickly? If you catch this quickly, the best thing that you can attempt to do is give the animal antacids. Because of the acidity of the stomach, that is what drives the chemical reaction to produce the phosphine gas. So if you can give the animal 
antacids, whether that be proton pump inhibitors or histamine blockers or even Tums, something that just will reduce the acidity, that can help stop production of further phosphine gas. However, it will not reverse any signs that the animal is already experiencing. So there is no specific antidote. Early intervention in the course of the poisoning is highly important. Have you run into any cases so far this year of uh, uh, livestock or pets that have come into contact with the zinc phosphide? Yes, we've had four cases in horses this year. We also currently do not have an analytical method to detect zinc phosphide in any samples that we get from animals that may have signs of poisoning. But as with any rodenticide, there is potential for misuse and accidents do happen. Are you able to tell us if any of the horses were able to survive? Or I can't give specific details, but I know that one horse did die. Is there anything else that we should know about this? I think it's very important for people to ensure that they're using proper personal protective equipment when placing these baits and paying close attention to the label instructions. Dr. Vanessa Cowan is an assistant professor of toxicology at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. She says farmers need to use the same care in storage and placement of zinc phosphide, which has replaced strychnine for gopher control in Canada. You're listening to Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Everybody seems to know somebody who's been impacted by the massive wildfires in the Okanagan this month. Sadly, dozens of properties were scorched in the fast-moving fire in West Kelowna on the weekend. Conditions are said to be improving, but there are hundreds of other fires burning across B.C. Some of those are directly impacting farms, ranches, and vineyards. Brian Thomas is a director with the B.C. Agriculture Council, which has been working with producers and ranchers impacted by the wildfires this summer. There's quite a few ranchers now that are starting to get in, involved with these fires or getting impacted by these fires. You know, there's the, the Sears fire. There was a couple of couple of ranchers there. The uh, the Real Creek fire, there's two or three ranchers there. Um, the Crater Mountain fire, there's probably three ranchers there. Um, the one in Kelowna, there's there's ranchers there. I'm not sure how many are involved in or impacted by it, but you know, and some of these ranchers, it's you know, they're probably there. It's not their first time; it's their second time with on some of these fires that you know they were impacted last year, you know, a couple of years ago, and they're they're are getting impacted again here. Now, are some of these ranchers having to move their animals? And, and what kind of uh, an undertaking is that to, to try and round up animals and, and try and move them to, to, to safer locations? Some of these ranges are, are, are pretty big. And like uh, the, uh, you know, some of them go all the way from river bottom to, you know, to the Alpine. And it's, it's tough to get those cattle out of there. But but those ones, you know, that can get up high enough, like in, into the alpine, you know, the cattle are probably not bad. There's some, I was just talking to a fellow this morning on the Real Creek Fire, they've moved cattle out of there because they've got kind of smaller pastures, so they're a little e- easier to get. But it is a challenge. I mean, these cows, 
they don't want to come home until October. You know, they're getting kind of they're they're be, <laughs> they they're kind of programmed for when they go out, when they come home, and it's it's pretty tough to get them to come home when they don't want to. That's Brian Thomas, a director with the BC Agriculture Council, talking about the impact of wildfires in that province this summer on farmers and ranchers. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were up in early trading today. Canola is up $3 at $749.12 a metric ton. Lentils is up $15 to $807.50. And number one red spring wheat is up $5.42 at $337.01. And the rest were unchanged. Durham at $532.93. Feed barley, $300.61. Chickpeas, $1036.17. Flax, $561.54. Oats, $301.32. Yellow peas, $365.89. And feed wheat, $250.97. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, Hard red spring wheat for September is up 11 cents to $7.84 and a half cents a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now the Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 22nd. Our last regular sale was on August 16th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.40 to $1.55. D3 cows sold from $1.25 to $1.40. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.25. Hefret sold from $1.90 to $2.40. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.50 to $1.75. We had a pre-sorted yearling sale on August 14th. This market is very high. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $3.30 and sold up to $3.50. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $3.45 and sold up to $3.57. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $3.40 and sold up to $3.57. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $3.37 and sold up to $3.48. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $3.25 and sold up to $3.40. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $2.89 and sold up to $3.22. Depending on the weight, heifers were 15 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest pork prices, they're down a little bit to $234.07 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Statistics Canada says retail sales rose 0.1% to $65.9 billion in June, lifted by sales at new car dealers. The agency says core retail sales, which exclude gasoline stations and fuel vendors and motor vehicle and parts dealers, fell 0.9% in June. Retail sales rose in three of the nine subsectors, led by a 2.5% gain at motor vehicle and parts dealers as sales at new car dealers added 2.9%. 
Sales at gasoline stations and fuel vendors rose 0.3%, lifted by higher prices at the pump in June. Meanwhile, sales at general merchandise stores fell 1.4% and food and beverage retailers saw a drop of 0.9%. In volume terms, retail sales fell 0.2% in June. Statistics Canada says its early estimate for retail sales in July points to a gain of 0.4% for that month, though it cautioned that the figure would be revised. It appears as though some of Alberta's biggest power producers are more optimistic than the provincial government about reaching net-zero emissions in a timely manner. Capital Power and TransAlta both say they can get there by 2045, which is 10 years after federal draft regulations that aim to get Canada's electricity grid to net-zero by 2035. Both companies say they've already made major investments in decarbonization and can reach the target five years ahead of the province's goal. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith has said Ottawa's goal of 2035 is impossible and the province will seek to reach a goal of 2050 instead. On the markets, the TSX is up 192 points at 19,884. The Dow is down 145 points to 34,434. Oil is down 67 cents at $78.97 per barrel and the Canadian dollar is at 73.90 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand SaskAg Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's another edition of SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.